Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Ozaran Podcast. This is Dave here. I was unfortunately not able to attend this week's recordings as I was battling a bit of a hangover from the previous weekend. In my place this week is Ashley who will be joining Liam and Brian discussing the new Nintendo console, the Nintendo Switch and popular Money Pit and Team Fortress 2 clone Overwatch. The same rules apply for previous weeks. There is some strong language included so if you're going to be in the office make sure you're wearing a pair of headphones. Until next week. Hey, hello, welcome to the podcast. Against the odds, we made it. And this week, we're hosted by myself, Brian. William. It's me, Ashley. You're so full of energy this week, guys. Come on, come on. There's a... We're up until, like, stupid o'clock. And whose fault was that? Yours. No, Actually, Partridge's. It was the Partridge. goddess of the karaoke <laughs> who who led us and uh, divined, divined that we should be there until 3am. Yeah. Dave's not with us. He's not feeling great. So send him some love on Twitter. He's all karaoke do. He's karaoke do. He's not. No, he, he gave it gave it his all. And now he's just feeling a bit... Gave it wildy. What have we got this week? Nothing really happened, eh? No. No. It's It's been a busy week. Pretty much everything has happened. What were we starting with? Um, we went to karaoke last night. We yeah. did. Right, so let's uh, let's start with what happened this week for us. Right. Uh, yesterday we went to a screening of Red Line at Scotland Loves Anime. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was that was a nice throwback, I think. It was... Uh, One of my well, favourite throwback films. for you guys. Oh, yeah. Was it the first time you saw it? Yeah, I've never seen Red Line before. Like, I didn't even know anything about Red Line because Brian... Didn't want to let me in on anything. He insisted that I go in watching it blind. That's when I first saw Redline at the was it, SLA in two thousand and nine. Was it? Yes. Um, I'd just bought tickets to everything, so I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a, a book of yeah. tickets. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't really know what Redline was, but I knew it was about racing. So I was going in like, mm, I don't really care about racing, so this is probably going to be really boring. And then when I it about two minutes of the film starting, I think I was already hooked. Yeah. yeah. Just like, I like I didn't even know it was about racing, but it was a really good film. Like, I loved Wacky Races growing up. Yeah. And it was basically Wacky Races on acid. It's like for I don't know, however long that film was. Yeah, I don't know where I heard it. Maybe it was Jonathan Clements, um, at the first SLA, but I like my favourite description of it is it's like Wacky Races meets Gurren Lagan. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a good description. The, 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 the art style is really uh, vibrant and uh, like energetic as well, yeah. so it's it. It's so bright, like. It is there. There, there are no muted colors no. in that <laughs> at all. They are all very much in your face. It's a great, it's a great film, and sadly, uh, I started to fall asleep during it because so warm. Mm. The cinema is so warm, and it's been such a long day. So I've I've been burning the candle at both ends this weekend. Mm. Uh, during the day, I've been uh helping out at Audio Jam, which is a, uh, an audio based game jam or interactive media jam run by Lucy Holland uh, and uh, the Edinburgh Game Symposium team. That went really well. It was so cool to be surrounded by such talented people all weekend. Hmm. Um, and yeah, obviously like starting at uh, nine o'clock on Saturday, went to the cinema afterwards with you guys and then we went to karaoke. Hmm. And then you had to get back up again this morning. Back Yay. up again this morning at nine. Oh my God. Yeah, I went back to my bed until like <laughs> midday. <laughs> Yeah. But it's fine, because I've had my matcha latte and I'm all good. I'm still not awake. I'm, I, I, did, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Just, 
I've been walking for today, just head in the clouds. I'm so sleepy. Yeah. But you went home and played video games after karaoke. Yeah, that was a mistake. I regret it. <laughs> it was great, though. We played um, Tekken 3 and Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Nice. Nice late-night choices. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Tony Hawk's Underground 2. That's that's one of the bad titles, isn't it? No. Uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 2, in terms of mechanics, is a really tight game. It's just... It's also jackass, the game. Like, it's got... They, do the whole jackass thing and it's cringy. Was it in the teenage? Was the underground uh, games were they not like uh, Tony Hawk's versus Bam Margera type thing? The first one wasn't. The second one was. The second one was basically Bam Margera the game. Right. And it's got like the jackass folks in it and stuff, and they do all these jackass stunts. The first one's a uh, a sort of story about like you you start off as just a, a street punk kid. I don't know what the hip term for it is. <laughs> You're skating around in your like your local neighborhood, and then you hear that there's like some talent scouts in the area for pro skaters. So you go and show them what you're worth, and then you become like a a pro skater for your local skate shop. And it's about the journey from being just like a kid hang out with his friends skating to being a pro skater. That's why it's like I think this was called underground because it's about like underground skating. You know, it sounds just like real life. Yeah, and it introduced a lot of like mechanics where. Tony Hawk's, the earlier Tony Hawk's games were a lot of um, sort of uh, r- skate park mm. yeah. stuff, so there's ramps and everything. They and were, yeah. Not, yeah. Whereas Tony Hawk's Underground, I think, maybe switched up and, and it focuses on sort of like street skating and flatland stuff. And, and that's uh, why it totally yeah. bombed. No, it didn't bomb. <laughs> they were, I'm sure they were really good. They are really great games. Like, Tony Hawk's Underground is the best Tony Hawk's game in the I, series. I need to be honest. I stopped playing after Tony Hawk's four. Oh, all right. Really? So I I can't objectively comment. Yeah. There's things like you can guessing. you can get off your board and run around and yeah. and like jump off of things onto your board and it's a great game. Okay, so I played all of them. Like that was like the running game from the first Tony Hawk's until they finished up. That me and my dad used to play together. We used to compete to obviously see who could get the best score. Playing it, my dad always won because I was really shit at Tony Hawk. That's uh, that's surprising that your dad beat you. Yeah, my dad was really into video games. Like you wouldn't think it now. No. Because he like plays golf and other boring shit. <laughs> but my dad. He's, he's a too busy adulting. Yeah, my dad was super into video games. Like he's who bought me my first console and who got me into them. He was really, really into Crazy Taxi and Driver and stuff. Oh, he was I really see. good at them. He was really good at Tony Hawk. Um, and then he got old. I think the only game my dad ever played, or I can ever remember him playing, was uh, Sega Rally or something on the PC, and Crash Team Racing. Hmm. Uh, my mum played the Star Trek Generations game. I won't Echo the Dolphin. I won't comment my on mom my played uh, Pac-Man. That's it. My mum hates video games. <laughs> I won't comment on my own uh, parental video game situation, but I will come back to it later because I, <laughs> I do have a tie-in with something else I want to speak to yeah. speak about. Um, also this week, uh, me and Ash went along to Games Are For Everyone number four, mm. um, which is an event run by Andrew Dice and Craig Fairweather from We Throw Switches. Um, fantastic uh, set up in the caves in Edinburgh, where they had um, exhibits set up of, of different independent video games that have been created by, uh, I, I guess, just people near, near and far. Um, really fantastic event and... Uh, Fantastic job, guys. Really enjoyed myself, as always. Um, they made a really good, really good use of the space. Like they picked, I don't know if they picked the titles first or they picked the venue first, but 
Mm. Everything they picked worked really well with it. Yeah. It seemed like it it fell together really well. Yeah, it's not really the venue for, like, super bright, happy family fun time, so. No. And it... a lot of atmospheric and, like, horror titles and stuff. Oh, yeah, all the games seem to have have a, a theme. Um... Maybe not all of them, but there, there was certainly a macabre kind of mm. kind of theme with a few of them, which is quite fitting for Halloween. Yeah. Um, so yeah, great job, mm-hmm. and we look forward to hopefully going along to the next event you guys want to throw. Uh, shall we jump into the the news this week? Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, probably the, the biggest <laughs> piece in the news, um, gaming news, is the Nintendo... Uh, DX was it? No, it was NX. the code NX. Yeah. NX the code, code name, name NX uh, has been revealed as the Nintendo Switch. Mm. Boo. A boo. <laughs> a boo. Do you want to? Do you want to elaborate on that? Well, I've always been a huge Nintendo fan. Uh-huh. Like, I, I had a NES. I think I skipped the NES. I mean, ten clubs. Like, I'm too young for either of them. They were out before my time. Sure. Um, and then after that, like, I mean, from the 64 onwards, I had, I've had everything they've ever made. Like, mm-hmm. I love Nintendo. You live with me, you know that. It's, our house is covered in Amiibos and Nintendo is, games and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, it was a huge disappointment. Like, massive disappointment. It looks nice. It looks sleek. It looks like a more grown-up Wii U. But I just don't understand where they're going with it, like what do you want to be guys like it's it's a home console but it's portable but you just brought out a new 3ds so why are you going for portability it's large it's unwieldy i'm gonna need an extra case for it i'm gonna need an extra bag for all the peripherals that go with it if i want to take it anywhere okay um what's my frame rate gonna be like like in the trailer they showed it notice like noticeably looked a lot shitter as soon as you put it onto a pad. It's a technical term. Away. Technical term. Yeah, yeah a lot shitter. Uh, so the portable mode you're saying uh, it didn't look as good as the... No. But I think that's that's probably to be expected. I mean, if you're you're going to be operating on battery rather than mains power, you're presumably not going to have the, the full setup. I don't know what is included in the base mm-hmm. station, but there must yeah. be something boosting the the processing power or yeah, the graphical I mean, processing power there. I know that it's definitely going to drop, but... Why would you want to compromise your gaming experience just wait till you get home it's not that important to play a game on the go yeah and i mean like i've I've got my 3ds and the games that i choose to play on it are the games that came out now they still look great at that size sure in portability i think there's, there's definitely something to be said for games that are aimed at the platform they're yeah like platform specificity the best that's yeah. word. portable games are games designed around Portability. Yeah. Portability doesn't just necessarily mean the size of the device that you're playing it on and, and the processing power of the device you're playing it on. So you can't just take, for instance, Skyrim and put it on a portable device and say, this is a portable game. Because it's not. Skyrim's an immersive game. Yeah. That's the strength that that kind of game is. I'm going to spend a few hours at a time immersing myself in this world and that's that's the benefit that's what you get out of Skyrim, in my opinion, versus things that use portability well um, are games like one of the best portable games, I think, uh, is um, Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid. 
because I have to always talk about Metal Gear Solid. It's, of course, yeah, it's, yeah. it's traditional. Um, <laughs> where they've designed these small bite-sized missions around the idea of you are going to be on the bus for 15 minutes. So play a couple of these bite-sized missions, and it's a portable experience. Um, when you start to blur the lines between portability and um, home consoles, you're going to find that you have games that are ill-defined for either. You know, you're not going to get... I think you need... I mean, I could be proved wrong. There might there'll be loads of games, but I think you're missing out on things like Skyrim shouldn't be played portable. I just think that that's my opinion. Yeah, that's you're true. you're wrong if you. I mean, you can, but I maybe agree. it depends what you're doing in Skyrim. But if you're gonna play Skyrim and have the Skyrim experience, play it at home where you can experience it. If you're gonna be portable, you want something that you can play, you can pick up, be playing it within, uh, you know, less than a minute because you want to be able to pick it up when you've got a moment. Yep. Yeah, that's what it is. So you want to be able to play it, finish it, and be satisfied within fifteen minutes. Yep. Um, and that's like that. That is the base thing. So don't blur the lines between these things because I think you're gonna, you you're gonna make a weaker experience. You know, you need to be, you need to know what environment your player is playing in to best tailor that experience, and that's important. I think. Sure. That sounds entirely yeah. fair, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, ov- overall negative reaction from both of you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's awful. I don't, I'm not impressed. I mean, I... Um, well, you're not I the only people... I have a 3DS. I have my Wii U. I don't want to shell out what... I mean, have they even, did they even give us, a like, a European price point? No, I don't think there's no. any price. So, like, I don't know how much it's going to cost me. I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to be in the couple hundred range. I, th- I thought it was going to be 300 and I don't so, know where I got that price from but I, I, I haven't heard any I think somewhere prices. it was put there was something about uh, $299 kicking around I don't know whether that was official or whether that's just speculation okay but it's a lot of money to pay out for something that I don't actually feel gives me anything extra over the handheld and the home console I already have hmm. so you're not the only people who had a negative reaction yeah um, Nintendo shares actually dropped following the reveal oh, by, I didn't know that. by 6% wow. it goes to show because I was quite a lot it, it's <laughs> I mean I think it's millions on the scale of Nintendo yeah. um, millions and millions of yen Facebook can be kind of a bit of a, an echo chamber because a lot of people on my Facebook were positive about it yeah I got yeah. I don't the, the, my, for, for my me Twitter, it was mixed also like, yeah Pretty much everybody on my Twitter, aside from me, loves it. Like they're totally hype for it. They're all ready to throw their money at Nintendo right now. All they have is literally that trailer. Like they don't have any mm-hmm. better like idea of what's happening with it. But they all want to throw money at it, and I don't really get it. I can't see it taking. I don't know. I just. It feels like it's not going to do well. I it feels like a bad choice yeah. for Nintendo's attempt to catch up with the other developers, like mm. or with the other businesses. Like you're not you're not gonna catch up with Sony or Microsoft with this. But maybe that's the reason why they have this novelty factor of it's portable and it's a home console. Rather than catching up, they're like, yeah. right, well, we can get both markets, or we can do something that they can't. They're looking well, for they like can a try new, new and niche. get both markets, but I mean. How long is it before somebody's going to drop one of those pads? How much is it going to cost me to replace it? Am I going to have to buy a whole that's new like, console yeah, like I did with a Wii U? If you break your game pad, you have to buy a whole new Wii U. That's the thing. On my <laughs> um, home button on my Wii U pad is broken in that it's depressed too much mm-hmm. and it won't come back out. You can't use it. It's stuck. Uh-huh. And I went to see if I could get it fixed and the only cost that they would give me 
was, well, the way it works is you send it in, just post it in, they'll look at it, and then it could cost up to £80 to fix. Depending on what's wrong with it, and I'm sure it won't cost that much, but if that's the only um, number that they can give me, I'm not willing to do it. And I'm not buying a new Wii U, because I regret buying the Wii U in the first place. (laughs) Um, It's good, it's like, I thought it was a great machine. Yeah. But the support, they... They shot themselves in the foot with the Wii U. The Wii U was a great machine, and it should have done. It should have done well. Yeah, but so I I really liked the the some of the Nintendo's first uh first party releases that came out on the Wii U, but I just I feel that there should have been more. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just a, an entitlement thing or like I mean, it, I I don't personally own one. Ashley has a Wii yeah. U, mm-hmm. and she uses it quite frequently. Yeah, but w- was there a lack of? Uh, titles to play during its lifespan. Wait, in um, terms of first party or third party? I guess, I guess first party. I think that Nintendo did a, like, their support for their own console was like piss poor. Like, there was some great, there was some good titles, but there was no, they felt like they were more comfortable going for the easy bunny, which was the 3DS. So they're yeah. going to prioritize the 3DS over the Wii U because the 3DS is a, very successful system and that makes sense it's but a much larger install base yeah. isn't it there's more people yeah. who own it but if you're gonna do that then um, if you're not gonna support a console don't release a console like um, other like third party developers aren't gonna develop for a console that isn't gonna sell Yeah. so you need to uh, lead the way and say here's what we're doing for our console and here's what you can do and then they'll go and, and do it so but they're not you know I mean, they're. I agree that yeah, their their support for it wasn't great, but yeah. I do play mine quite well. I yeah. I like I was personally quite. I'm I'm happy with the selection of games that are yeah. on it, and. It was worth the money to me. Like I I get what I paid for out of it. I get to play like, you know, your classic Nintendo games. You've got your Mario, your Zelda, and the rest of it. That's that's what I go for for Nintendo. Yeah, and obviously because. We live together. The added bonus of the Wii U is that I can play my games and I can play it on my gamepad while you still have the TV to play whatever it is you want or, or watch whatever it is that you want. Yeah, it's usually Dark Souls. Um, and you're sitting playing on Yeah, your I'm sitting pad. playing like, you know, Yoshi's Willy World or something like so that. It's, but it's a bit of a contrast. <laughs> like, it, it worked quite well for that kind of stuff, but had they actually, like as Liam said, had they actually bothered to pull their finger out and give it the support that it needed, it like it could have been huge. They could have made so much more money out of it and made a much bigger deal of it. Well, and got more attention in games. Sony and uh, Microsoft have an edge where they benefit from the fact that a game that comes out for one of those consoles can easily come out in the other one. Yeah. I mean, not easily, but you know, so certainly now. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, considering they're both using similar processing architecture yeah. and same with like PC games and stuff. Generally, you know, the but the thing about Nintendo is the selling points of the Nintendo are, are the gimmicks. Yeah. Like, that's what... I mean, they're kind of forced into it because if they were to just make a, a console with no gimmick, but it's just the... This this console is this powerful, this is what you can play on it, they won't compete with Sony or Xbox because they've cornered that. You know, there's no room there. So they need to make a gimmick so that they go, well, look what we're doing, it's different, so come to our console and play here as well. Yeah. But then, because of the gimmick, then you need to kind of develop specifically for that system. So then, third-party developers aren't going to go out of their way to de- to, you know stick their neck out to develop for it. It all just sort of compounds on this sort of... Yeah. Um, it feels like it's come to the point where they're just adding gimmick on top of gimmick now. Yeah. I mean, 
they're consoles, they're obviously going for an entirely gimmicky kind of play on whether it's a home console or portability. And then all their games, they added all the Amiibo support on so that they could get people to continue to buy the games. And to buy toys. And to buy toys. And then on top of that, rather than, like Nintendo's way around DLC was rather than tell you you have to pay me a tenner to play this level, I'm going to say you have to buy an Amiibo to do it. Like, they've added on all the little gimmicky features that Amiibos add on to extra games. And presumably they'll, they'll continue to come up with gimmicks. Some of the concepts that people have had so far are additional controllers yeah. uh, that you can slide onto the side of your, your tablet screen, um, oh, which would cool. add additional um, functionality. functionality. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it does look kind of cool, but again, that's, that's going to be costly, I'd imagine. That would be a good gimmick for yeah. any console, is like a, a um, what's the word? A, a controller where you can have things that switch out. Well, I mean, you, you have that already with a few consoles. Like, uh, I mean, for the the PlayStation Move controls, you yeah. can get things where you can slide it into a, a weapon chamber now. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I suppose even the Move controls in, in themselves are custom controllers, yeah. which are usable for some games. Can I come back to the, the hardware, actually? Yeah. yeah. So this might be a slightly leading question, but do you think, you, you mentioned the, the loss of frame rate and graphic fidelity when you uh, take the tablet device out of the cradle um, to use it as a portable console. Yeah. Do you think that's that that might limit some developers in that they will create games which you can only play on the the full console, console when it's plugged into the TV and stuff? I don't think Nintendo would allow that. Well, I, I certainly don't think they would they want, would want it. it. But I mean, what if somebody was, was making a game, say, that they were porting from another console... Yeah. And they were like, well, we don't want to compromise on our graphics and we don't want to if actually I have suppose, to put in the additional work to scale this back. I mean, there are games for the Wii U that don't have any functionality on the gamepad. Now, obviously, it's slightly different because you can't take the gamepad too far away from the, the console. So, I mean, there's not true portability with mm -hmm. it. The furthest I can go is our bedroom. But there are, there are games for the Wii U that have... It's the same principle. You can only play it on the actual TV itself. You can't mirror it onto the gamepad yeah. and I suppose there are I mean personally if I was a developer and I was doing that kind of thing if my game needed the graphics to be played on a console I wouldn't be willing to compromise to put it on sure. portable just to send it to their console like I, I wouldn't do it and likewise and I didn't notice in the trailer but if the tablet itself has touch screen functionality presumably there are going to be features that you can only use portably because if your console is plugged in then you don't have a touch screen. You've no. got that that controller dock yeah. or the pro controller, but nothing that lets you tap the screen at the same time. Nintendo won't say whether or not it's touch screen. That's that's which leads me to believe it it's isn't not, touch screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I mean, presumably uh, they'd, they'd be open about it if yeah. it was. Otherwise, it's kind of a step back for them, maybe. What I would like to see is if if well, not if. So so they're going this route of, it's a home console and it's portable. Mm -hmm. uh, then I think they need to commit to it and you should be able to expect that any game that you buy for it, you can play at right. home or on the go. Yeah. I don't think they should compromise on it if that's what they're going to do. Because um, I think that's what they kind of did with the Wii U, where uh, nobody used... Like, the if you play Nintendo Land or WarioWare or anything that uses the Wii U pad and the screen, n no other developer... that I, I didn't play that many Wii U games to be honest but sure. I, I felt that Nintendo had this great idea of how to use that console to make some really interesting 
and innovative and fun games and nobody else really bothered with it. They just tr- treated it like a console with a second screen, you know, but they didn't yeah. really do anything that was really that different from any other console. So I'd like to see at least Nintendo committing to their gimmick, you know, and I think it should be. So I'd be kind of disappointed if there were games where they could, developers could just go, we're going to ignore that and just you have to do it this way. Yeah. Because you're just, um, you're betraying the point of the system. Not that I want that, you know, I said it earlier, it's not what I want, but if they're going to do it, they should have to yeah. commit to it. Yeah. Don't half-ass it. Fair play. So we will post up a few uh, images on the blog can just we... to show you the kind of the, the actual appearance. We can repost the, the terrible marketing video as well. Which... <laughs> can we talk about Skyrim? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, God, yes, please. Uh, so, don't know, there's not a great deal of information about the specifics of it, but one of the big things that was in the, the, the video that they released about the Switch was that um, they showed Skyrim being played on the Switch. Uh, and that was obviously quite exciting for some people. I said earlier, I don't want to play Skyrim on the go, and that's true, but some people were... Like, people did. People were posting, being yeah, quite excited about playing Skyrim on the go. And so some people, uh, I think it was maybe Kotaku or something, um, reached out to Bethesda and were like, okay, so you're developing Skyrim for the, the Switch? And they were like, no. <laughs> um, I think what they said was, we have no titles to confirm for the Switch. And I think I what I read was that um, they'd provided footage of Skyrim for the trailer as an example of the kind of gaming you can expect from Bethesda on the Switch. My goodness. So it's not necessarily going to be Skyrim. So already we're I mean, losing uh, key titles. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> How do they get around that? I mean... Are you are you allowed to do that in advertising? Are you, are you allowed to show? Well, I I think if you can expect an equivalent, um, uh, an equivalent title or equivalent graphics, then yeah. perhaps as a concept, yeah, because it's so early on that they maybe don't have anything final to show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they never. The thing is. I suppose they never outright said. Yeah, if you is... look at the footage of um, of what is definitely Skyrim. Yeah. If you look at the footage, they don't have. The, the HUD or any recognizable Skyrim features other than the fact that... You know um, Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Skyrim aesthetic and world and um, the gameplay just... It's hard to... If you look at it and you know Skyrim, you know that mm-hmm. Skyrim. Yeah. Um, but they never said Skyrim and they don't have the HUD. It's like Skyrim without the HUD. You just see the guy holding a mace and I think either a sword... Well, probably not both. Magic in one hand and the mace in the other, and he's walking around and it's in first person view yeah. in Skyrim. Like, I mean, can we, can we also maybe suggest that it's a good thing that Skyrim isn't a core title on this? Because how old is it now? Five years. Yeah, I mean, people are quite excited for Skyrim coming out at the end of this month again. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think I think uh, I'm sure our regular listener Steve will be excited to <laughs> yeah. clock up even more hours on Skyrim. The, I'm looking forward to it. I'm buying it day one. I'm going to play it. I've been putting off re-going, like, re- revisiting Skyrim to play Skyrim when it comes out again so I can give them, what, like 30 more pounds. But nice. I I mean... Why is it significant, this re-release? Because it's coming out on the PlayStation 4. And it's going to look a wee bit nicer. I mean, I couldn't then, tell then you... the PC version? Uh, no, the PC version... The great thing about the PC version is if you own Skyrim on the PC with all the expansions, you get this one for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
if you're, you know, so if you haven't played Skyrim before and you don't own it, you, you know, you're paying money for an updated version of Skyrim. Don't see the problem with that. You know, nope. you're going to be paying for it anyway. Why not buy the updated version? And if you want to spend a little less on it, you can still buy the old version. Yeah. So you have a choice there. If you've already owned Skyrim and you liked it enough to buy the expansions, you get it for free. Yeah. And if you didn't buy the expansions, you probably don't care enough to play Skyrim again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then the if, only if you do yeah. own it all, then you're probably like, like yeah. likely that you picked it up in a sale for about five pounds. Yeah. And then if you want to play Skyrim on the PlayStation Four, you have to buy it again because it's a it's a port. It's a new. Thing. Yeah. And it's got updated, like updated visuals, kind of. I think I don't know. I think it's like uh, higher resolution sprites. People call it Skyrim HD, but that's completely forgetting the fact that Skyrim was Skyrim HD. Yeah. So um, yeah. But uh, why were we talking about Skyrim? Because uh, of Nintendo. Switch. Oh yeah, I just if Bethesda are developing for the console, that's cool, but uh, they, uh, you can't have. A big part of your trailer be maybe you know it's like this is what you could get if we develop this game for the console or if we develop a game for a console they're not saying we are they're just saying that's something we might do so there's another uh massively disappointing representation in that trailer which is the lifestyles which (laughs) these millennials seem to lead certainly makes me disappointed about my life i don't know if you noticed it um, or it's got, common in Nintendo though. All of their all of like, these all kids like have like high, high fashion clothes and penthouse condos and yeah. I want their life. What what am I you doing wrong? Penthouse? Well, I'll be living on the top floor of a new flat <laughs> come next week, but it's it's hardly a condo. <laughs> I'm certainly loaded. I'm gonna be buying two Nintendo Switches. I mean, these <coughs> these are like proper showrooms that these yeah. kids live in. My favorite depiction was. Anybody, I don't know. I don't know if anybody takes Splatoon seriously, but I certainly didn't think it was like they they really want Splatoon to be an esport, like a high, yeah. like a very big esport thing. It gets taken extremely seriously. Like people that are into Splatoon are properly into Splatoon. Like they marathon yeah. that game. Yeah, but is it? An, and is they are it, super it competitive just now, about it. I mean, is it? Are there? Is it used in competition? Yeah. Yeah, oh. there are tournaments for it. There's there's a lot of competition for it. Shows what I know about um, Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't admittedly not very much. I, I don't, don't know a lot about esports to be fair. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know if it's specifically like part of esports roster. Uh huh. Yeah. But they do have a lot of tournaments. There's like there's a lot. Oh, okay. There's a really large community for okay. Splatoon. Like there are a lot of people that play it. Yeah, because and they play it. Competitively, they certainly show it off as being like an arena style event, um, in the trailer. It was I. I don't think. I'm quite down on esports though, so I might have just been <laughs> looking for a, a dig at anybody or, yeah, or esports. I don't understand it. Just Nintendo, sort yourself out, man. Like first the Pokemon Go trailer, now this. Oh, okay. Like quit oh yeah yeah yeah, because the Pokemon Go I... trailer was nonsense. They yeah. Quit selling Just us this stuff, stuff that you're never going to make. It's it's so disheartening. Like Nintendo's been a large part of my uh, childhood as well, but it's very difficult to take stock in it when you underwhelm us at release. Here's my the, favorite part of the Switch trailer was um obviously talking about you know the lifestyles they lead and living in their fancy apartments and stuff. So when they uh the girl takes it out to play in the park. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't know about anybody listening, but I'm pretty sure if I took my Switch out to play in the park, I'd probably get stabbed by a junkie for it. 
Um, so clearly it is marketed to people that live in very fancy areas to go out and out and about with your switch and sit in the park while you walk your dog. Yes, I know the first thing I want to do when I go up Carlton Hill is to continue my game of Skyrim yeah. in the dark. The only use that I could see is like if you're on like a train or a plane yeah. on a long journey where yeah. you are going to be able to sit down and really commit some time to playing games. Otherwise, I don't see myself playing it on the bus. Oh, no, I definitely would not do that uh, on the bus. Yeah, I don't see myself... <laughs> Taking it with me in case my friends want to play Mario Kart. If I'm with my friends and I'm out of the house, generally I'm pretty sure I'm doing something a bit more interesting. Like I don't, I don't know. Like one of our yeah. one of our friends said that like they totally hit the nail on the head. The the girl that goes and plays with she sees her friends across the roof. Oh, Karen. Take, Sorry. What? There's a there was a meme. She called, uh, she'd been nicknamed Karen. Other the memes that I saw, they were like, what was the one? It was, um, oh God, Karen's bought her stupid Nintendo thing again. <laughs> yes, Karen, this is a party. Exactly. We're having a conversation, Karen. Okay. <laughs> this, this sounds like some kind of Tumblr meme, but yeah. it is, that is exactly what they'd said. Is that this person essentially ruined the party by yeah. taking her, her console across and distracting everyone or, or play, <laughs> playing a game and making everyone watch. Yeah. Which... So thanks, Karen. Um, Johnny said something good. He says, I just wanted them to show all those people who are sitting around playing their uh, Switches and then the fifth friend who doesn't own one looking bored and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, like, talking about, obviously, in the trailer, it being taken to parties and stuff. So the kind of people that do, like, their little competitive gaming events or, you know, where they go and they play Street Fighter or, like, glass games and stuff. Sure. Those kind of guys are really hype for the Switch for that reason. For mm. the fact that people can, like, you can take it to, like, multiplayer gaming events. Uh-huh. And because you have multiple controllers, like, people can actually bring it to have their own little tournaments and stuff. Like, apparently that is a big appeal to these kind of people. So this, this, cool. this, this comes down niche. to... Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say this comes down to how it can be utilised again. Yeah. Because, like, you wouldn't necessarily want that number of people crowding around the screen. At a gaming event, you're going to have spectators as well as players mm. and if that can't be projected onto a larger screen you know if you need to carry the base station with you and does the base station work with the four controller split mode probably but um it, it, it just it i don't know what it wants questions. to be yeah <laughs> the um the thing is like there's like that's fair enough but i think that's fairly niche the amount of people who participate in these big events like i mean they're big events but the people who are participating in them yeah it's not definitely a, not a large yeah portion of their market and the but... way they were depicting this thing being used in the trailers like i mean nobody uses their 3ds that way no the 3ds is a thing that goes away as soon as you meet your friends or whatever yeah like I'd... unless your friends are really bored maybe <laughs> i just can't maybe i'm too old now i don't to, know maybe to embrace audience... new ways of playing video games. Maybe their core audience is, is different from yeah. how we imagine it, but it certainly seems that the things that you can do with this, largely you can do with the 3DS, but yeah. people yeah. choose not to. They don't or at least our it. friends choose not to. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think I that's... Probably trashed it enough then. Yeah. <laughs> Should we move on to... I'll be buying one though, can I just say that? <laughs> I'm buying one. It's not... Seriously? I'm not gonna... Yeah. I, I... Like on release? Mm, depends how much it is, but I could see... I, I probably will buy one. I mean, there's enough of a reason to buy it. Like, I haven't bought a, an Xbox One because I got a PlayStation 4, and they do essentially the same thing. But, I mean, it's a Nintendo console, and I still want to play mm. Breath of the Wild and 
Uh, certainly. Which will be out on the Wii U also. Yeah, but is it going to be the full... Like, I don't know. Is it going to run better on this thing? Is there going to be a reason for me to play the... They'll probably have a gimmick that's yeah. something you can only get yeah. as but part of the Switch title. I but myself, personally, yeah, I'm not, like... Until my Wii U gives up on life, or until they bring out an exclusive game for it that is an absolute must, which... Yeah. I see it being a while because the new 3DS has one exclusive game and it's been out. Xenoblade, does it? Or Xenoblade yeah. And yeah, and until my 3DS is completely obsolete and my Wii U is, then I'm certainly not going to be paying out several hundred pounds. But obviously, if you, I mean, you said your Wii U is partially, partially broken, broken anyway, so. And I'm a, a complete, what's the term? I don't. A what? That's a, okay, so maybe a bit of a. Fortunism. <laughs> As somebody who owns all the consoles. Oh. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. They just buy everything. You need it. Yeah. And I, I'm going to continue to uh, strike against Nintendo or boycott <laughs> Nintendo silently because I just want them to release their titles on other consoles. Yeah, I do, yeah. That's what they need to do. They need to do Sega. Well, except without completely ruining the franchise. But yeah. aside from aside from that, that's a completely different story. Yeah. And also a slightly better. Um, yeah, it would be very nice if they branched out. Um, Kill off the home console know, market. Like... Focus on the your three DS, and then less, like you know, develop for other consoles. Yeah, because let's totally face it, like not putting it on other consoles. Nintendo's first party titles are polished. Yeah. They are always to a really high quality, and they're yeah, usually yeah. really fun. Um, I guess Nintendo starts to fail when you're not one. Like yeah. it's. Um, for as long as the games are worth buying into a console just to play those games, yeah. they'll do. They'll be. They'll still be they'll around. Still but as soon as it's not worth buying those consoles just to play that handful of games, that's when Nintendo really needs to consider shutting shop and, and just you know opening up a bit more and maybe forget their consoles. I think they won't be making very consoles for much longer. We shall see. There was also another very popular trailer released this week. Yes, there was. That people have been waiting for for a long time. Mm. Something that we can't go into a great amount of detail <laughs> about um, due to work commitments. But uh, Rockstar released their trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 this week. Cowboys. Cowboys. People are very excited about it. Yeah. All I can say is I think it looks... Really cool. The trailer was beautiful. It was, yeah. Like very well edited. Like just gorgeous. I'm gonna move on swiftly, but what I will say, anecdotally, I got a phone call from my dad that night. <laughs> Alan McDowell is <laughs> I'm gonna be really embarrassed if I get this wrong. I think he's seventy four. Mm. He has tried to avoid video games his entire life, right? When I was younger I used to get like, Oh, you should go outside and Play, play with your pals or play in the sun or go and get some exercise or what are you doing playing video games for? You should be studying. Uh, video games are, they'll, they'll never, uh, never lead to any good, you know? They're, yeah. just, they're just playing around. That's, that's fair enough. Like, he's, he's from a different generation. But he phoned me and told me that he thought it looked pretty damn cool. And that kind of... That meant a lot to me. Hmm. I think um, just hearing that from my dad, who'd not not necessarily uh, through any fault of his own, maybe he just you know didn't didn't understand the significance to me of video games at the time. But hmm. because there's now something that 
he can associate with because yeah. he loves cowboy films yeah uh, and he's he's seen this teaser and he's he's excited by it so that's that's cool for me that's that's my personal benchmark I'm quite happy uh, I'm quite excited can I say about the original one go ahead yeah because uh, when I played the original one I remember thinking like this is it this is like as close as I will ever get to experiencing the wild west <laughs> like there's other games um I won't mention any because it's not necessary, but there are other games that are like set in that sort of time period, and it's like, yeah, 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 well, they're great games, but they're just mm, th- like there's times in Red Dead Redemption where you just feel as though like short of like stepping back through time, that's as close to feeling like you're there. And then the trailer for the new one, I'm just like, oh, I was wrong. This looks amazing, <laughs> and so I'm really excited because I'm a big fan of like. The, that sort of like time period as well in films. Yeah, moving swiftly on, it is Halloween next week, and oh, yeah. uh, spoopy. It's going to be all spoopy, and uh, one game that's taking this into account is Overwatch. Yay! And I'm going to be quiet for the next ten minutes and let you two nerds talk about your oh your game. Well, I, I recently started playing Overwatch, and I'm really annoyed about that. Um, <laughs> Because when Overwatch came out, I was... You were very down on it. I was, I was quite... Um, you were mean. I did. I And I, the thing is, also, the worst part about it is, it was like, yeah, people were like, oh, well, have you played it, though? And I was like, yeah, I played the beta for a minute, and I hated it. I'm never playing Overwatch. It's <laughs> shit. It's just casual, babby tier shit. And I was like, I hate Overwatch. I was going on, like, just so for so long about how much I hate Overwatch. And then I don't know why. I think um, it was my... Uh, clan mate in on Destiny was like, oh, you'll enjoy Overwatch if you know is if you're playing a lot of the Crucible, try Overwatch. So I was like, fine, I'll I'll buy it. So I bought it. I played it. I did like one or two matches. I love it. It's amazing. It's great. It is pretty game. like it's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's definitely not babby tier, but no. the fact that it's uh like. The fact that it's casual is one of the things I yeah. love about it. Like well, I love the fact that I can just pick it up and play for like 15, 20 minutes and then just tap out and I'm done yeah. and it's not a big deal. That's the thing. I I think it is quite a casual game, but I didn't realise that that wasn't actually an issue uh, until I played it and really understood the thing. But I've played it every day since I got it. <laughs> like genuinely every day for at least half an hour. Probably really, uh... more often though it's just all night. Yeah, you you kind of replaced your destiny time, right? Yeah, well, I came off of a very serious destiny kick, so it's not better than destiny. Just I was ready to play something else for a something bit. Something different. Yeah. Well. So, like, I made the mistake of packing my version up, mm. and I'm gonna have to unpack it for that week that we have left in this. Yeah, flat. I'm gonna <laughs> have to unpack it for the week we have left for this flat because because I packed it, I haven't actually taken part in any of the Halloween stuff. Oh. Um. So can. So I mean, like. Can you explain to me what the Halloween stuff is then? What's what's significant about it? I've I've seen pictures and I've seen different skins for characters, but yeah. so how how does this uh, tie into the game? Well, I started playing when Halloween had already begun, so I don't really know what the game's like regularly. Without it. Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, because I haven't obviously I haven't played it mm. during the Halloween Terror um, limited time event, but I suppose it has similarities to seasonal events in Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. The skins for the arenas have changed mm. um, to match up with the fact that it's a Halloween event. So I think they've, I think they've maybe 
added one or two extra ones as well. Um, I know but, that there's a Hollywood level, which is like a Halloween skin on it. So it's got like Halloween themed movies in it or something. Yeah. Let's go. So they've like spookified the arenas and kind of it's all misty and dark and your loot boxes are Halloween themed, which I think is the best part about it because I really love the costumes and the, well, the skins you get. I'm really happy. Well, Space. I wasn't when I got it. I played for four hours uh, when I bought it, which was, I think, not this weekend, just this weekend. I think it was last weekend mm-hmm. or the weekend before. I can't remember. I think it was this, like, just weekend past. Um, I played it for four hours and I got the Mercy Witch skin. That is very so after. Is, yeah, which meant nothing the, to me. Everyone on the web has been going crazy yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and I, told, I, I just mentioned to a few people, I was like, oh, I got that Witch Mercy skin. And they were like, oh, I hate you. I was like, what? Okay. But, yeah. Um, people have been going mental for it. Um, yeah. The only issue I have with the Overwatch Halloween Terror, or the only thing that bugs me about it, is um, they didn't actually bother to make Halloween costumes for all the characters. Yeah, there's only a few. Yeah, which, so I didn't see one for D.Va. Diva doesn't have one. But Diva's my favourite. Yeah. I know. Uh, Diva has the best skin, though. She's got a bee one. Yeah. It? And it's she, she gets called... Is it, it's Biba. Habi. 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 There is also... There's, like, another part to... I don't know if it's... I don't know what Brawl is regularly. Is there always Brawl? Uh, yeah, it changes. Uh, the Brawl theme... Yeah, it just slips between different things. I think the only Brawl that I've played was the... Uh, do you know what? I don't even remember it. That's how interested I was in it. But um, whatever brawl it was, it took on the theme. It was kind of like, it's kind of like Rocket League. Yeah. Like you all had to play as the same Overwatch character, and you just played football against each other. Oh, oh right. That, that was the, the Olympic time. Was mm. No, the real Olympics. Yeah, yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, I think that's what they did. At the uh, moment, it's um, Junkenstein's revenge. Yeah. So it's like um, he is, uh, Frankenstein and. Roadhog has like a Frankenstein's monster skin. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, um, it's like horde mode kind of. What, yeah, just you're, loads of guys coming at you. Loads, yeah, yeah loads right, right. Enemies keep spawning and showing up. But um, like even if you don't play Overwatch, obviously all the shorts are always really worth watching. And uh, the trailer, they're they're great. Um, the trailer for the Overwatch Halloween Terror. Uh, event is really good because it kind of gives you the whole little Junkenstein story yeah, and shows you them all and their skins and, and shows you like a preview of the uh, the brawl and kind of the horde mordy stuff it's worth a little watch even if even if you don't play it and you're not massively interested in it it's it's pretty good animation it's, it's a good rewatch hmm. cool um, so yeah that's kind of I did a complete 180 on that game so do you have a do you have a specific character you like to play as Diva. Diva. <laughs> I've got a hey. high five. The majority of um, my time on Overwatch is Diva, and then my second is Mercy, yeah. and then Farah. How do you find playing support? That's great. That's fine. I think I got really annoyed though. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Here right. we go. So the first characters I played was like the first character I p- played was Mercy, and mm-hmm. I did that for a bit, and I thought it was fun. But then I switched to. Diva, who's a tank, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I was playing as Diva in this one match. I'm still so annoyed about this. <laughs> and I had like three health left. So I, I sort of pulled back and saw the Mercy on our team. And I like walked over and was just like, I need health. Or, or whatever, I need healing. 
Um, and she used... So Mercy has two modes. Yes. Yeah. One of them is the healing mode, which will replenish your health. Yep, and which her, is a buff mode. Buff. Yeah, the second mode is the one that gives you like a power-up and increases your attack power. So I said to her, I was like, I need healing. Uh, and this person, I don't know, I'm not gonna, and I remember their name. Uh, I'm not <laughs> gonna mention so it. Angry. On name and shame. No, I'm not. But I was gonna message them on PSN and go, "Do you even fucking understand?" Sorry, I don't think I've sworn the whole podcast. It's, Ashley's been swearing like a right. trooper. Sorry. Maybe I have sworn, but I, I don't. But anyway, um, yeah, I was like, so I went over. I was like, I need healing, and she put her buff on me, so she increased my attack power, and I was like, okay, um, I need healing. No, heal me. Uh, and nothing just kept putting the buff on uh, for about like 30 seconds like it, maybe not that long but it was for ages I was there and I was like I just started spamming it I was like heal me just heal me look I'm on like free health and then I died and I was livid and I was like <laughs> all, like there was plenty of time for her to heal me all she had to do was press a different use, button yes, on the controller the right do, you, do you not use a headset or anything when you play no I mean I do with my friends but I don't talk in public, I mean, maybe I should. Sure, I, it's it's maybe worth considering. I know yeah. certainly uh, the guys in the office are uh, always trash talking yeah. through through presumably uh, one of the audio servers. But yeah, like, I, mean, um, I play on the PlayStation Four. I don't know if as many people do it that way because it's I'm sure on Destiny nobody does it. But um, yeah, I was livid, and then I was like, maybe it was a mistake. But for the rest of the match, <laughs> she didn't heal a single person. It was all buffs, and I'm like, you just. Those are the are kind of the worst person. Yeah, um, those are the kind of Overwatch matches where you really wish for friendly fire. Hmm. I, <laughs> so just, I was so angry, and I was still the day after. I woke up and I was just like, I'm still angry. It just really annoyed me because there was no reason to not do it. Like it was, it doesn't cost anything to heal me. Just do it. Just heal. Of, just heal me. You're it's just kind doing of exactly. The point what, of being the support. Character. Yeah. Like you are the healer. Like it's it's why. There's you're all, well, all they have to do is do exactly what they're doing, but not with the buff. Do yeah. it with the healing. It's the exact same thing. You just you're there. I'm here. I'm dying. Save me. It doesn't matter what game you play. There's yeah. all if it's competitive or if it's cooperative. There's always going to be people who just don't know their role or they're new or they just yeah. yeah. You know, and it's it's like. You just have to deal with it. Yeah, but how did they know that there was the buff one, but not the healing one? I like, have no idea. I mean, I had uh, like I had a really hard time playing as Mercy. I think yeah. I just always ended up getting thrown into matches where they had no sense of cooperation with you as a support character. Like yeah. they would all just bugger off. That's the thing. I'm... And then they would tell you they needed healed while they were like three quarters of the way across the map, and you're yeah. like, "Well, you know where I was." And then when you go to help them, no one makes any effort to cover you. No, you and just die like, immediately. Uh, and then they're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm back at spawn yeah. because you didn't... You're like, guys, do you do you know how to like look after a support character? Like, yeah. Do you understand the principle of the rules here? Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, but I love Overwatch. That really annoyed me. <laughs> that one person ruined it for me. No, it was great. great. Are either of you making Halloween costumes this year? No, I'm not going to a Halloween party. We're moving, so my Halloween costume will be... Girl with crazy hair in dirty moving clothes. I'm going to dress up to move house. Are my you? Halloween yeah. part, my Halloween costume will be kilt at wedding. What are you gonna? Because <laughs> it's the Halloween. Weekend. I saw oh, some yeah. incredible uh, costumes recently. They're low poly masks. Mm. And is that what you're gonna wear for? Well, they're like paper craft masks. Yeah, they are paper craft masks. It's, it's a really cool concept. I think. Fox. Oh my god, we should both wear them and totally freak out our new neighbors. Just to move house. They'll think yeah. we're part of a cult. But no, I I don't oh, think okay. I'm doing anything for. 
for Christ, uh, for Christmas for Halloween, for Halloween this year either. Christmas is a little bit further away, although yeah, shops well, uh, shops would have you think it's sooner than it is. We'll we'll mm. wedding up pre Halloween and then do wedding, wedding up. What is it? Ten weeks till Christmas? Oh, don't even. Uh, I think it's less than that because it's only mm. eleven weeks to your birthday, so it must be slightly less than ten weeks. To oh, Christmas. oh, it was Liam's birthday this week. It yeah. was. Oh damn it! I was gonna get a cake. I forgot. Oh, I, was, I, I genuinely I was gonna have a cake on the podcast. Oh, you you have to have some brownie. <laughs> yeah, brownie. Birthday brownie. Birthday brownie. We'll put a match in it. We can yeah. be like a candle. Um, I'm now officially too old to enjoy video games, so this will be my last podcast. I'll see you all. Later. No, <laughs> although uh, yes, it will be our last podcast until we move house. Yeah. I think because next week we're at the wedding, everyone's going to be wrecked on Sunday or scattered throughout different locations in the country. Yeah, nobody's going to be... be able to. And our one listener is getting married. That's so... true. And are we not going to be busy watching his uh, new wife cut off her hair? Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah, she's doing that. Isn't she? Oh yeah. right, uh, this is a shout out for Liz, Steve's wonderful bride to be. Who is cutting all of her hair off in aid of SAMH, which is the Scottish Association for Mental Health. And by cutting, we mean shaving herself to a baldy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she ain't just cutting off enough for a wig. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure if you can find her page somehow, but if uh, you do search uh, for Just her... given. And I guess if they search... Well, we can post a link yeah. in the in the blog, um, because it's for a great cause. SAMH are a really fantastic charity. They help a lot of people who suffer... Uh, mental disabilities and uh, illnesses at some point in their life and there are some pretty great benefits for us watching it oh my goodness yes i (laughs) i really want to see liz getting her head shaved in her wedding wedding dress is she doing it in her wedding if If she she gets a certain amount of money money. oh yeah she's gonna um how much is it uh, Uh, is it not a grand i don't know if it was just 500 for the wedding dress one you know what we'll post it in the in In the the, in the on the blog yeah in the description but yeah, we'll be busy doing that on Sunday, so... Yeah, so when you next uh, hear us, we will be recording from the new flat. So Yay. excited. Oh my goodness, we might actually have proper seats. Maybe Instead seats. of a converted bed, couch thing. I don't know, it depends whether... We I might think. might record from a box fort. That would be pretty amazing. A box fort. Yeah, or like a blanket yeah. fort. Depends how much we've unpacked. Oh, well, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, it will be a box fort, because there will be boxes everywhere. Lots of boxes. All the boxes. But I guess, uh, unless there's anything else from either of you this week? Well, maybe. Oh, Because, um, do you know how I was talking about doing that, uh, the saying a line from a game and seeing if people can guess it? Oh, yeah, go for it. I'd like to do that. Okay, um, well, uh, we'll buy Are you going to put on voices for it, or are you just going to say a line? No, 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 I'm just going to say a line. Voice. Okay. If he does a good impression, then everyone That's will true, yeah, they'll immediately be like, oh, no. Even true. if it's more obscure. I don't know if I can remember the line, though. So, um... Let's play again. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Oh, no, 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 that, that's kind of not as... That's not in the spirit of the game. Not? I don't think so. If you paraphrase, then, like, it's going to be harder to guess. No, no, no. Or unless, unless we make that the whole like premise of the <laughs> like we we, par- we 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 paraphrase game physics. We're game terrible physics. game fans. No, no, but you, the reason why I think I can paraphrase this line is because the the things that you need to do to know it are all there. It'll be fine. Okay, so right. I'm gonna paraphrase. Here's, it. here's a paraphrase from a game, and if you've made it to the end of the podcast, let us know through Twitter through the comments. If you think you know what this is from. And I don't know if you just saw me searching on my phone for it, what it was. I did not. Okay, so you can guess too. (laughs) So I'm going to say it now. So this is the line. Can I interest you in a gourmet dog biscuit? So if you know what that's from, 
I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you can tell me why I'm wrong about the line as well. If, <laughs> yeah, if, if you, you want to correct argue. me, you get double points. Okay, cool. Um, if you can give us the proper quote and the, the yeah. name of the game. Yeah. And the character, presumably. Yeah. Uh, name of the game. It's easy. It's a good one. It's maybe a bit obscure. Okay. But if you've played it, you'll know. And that's all that matters. Gotta that's assume I haven't matters. played it for Lord of the Rings. So are we all good this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Hope you've uh, enjoyed the show. Uh, please get in touch with any questions, comments, or feedback. Uh, and you can do that through the usual channels. And until we see you in two weeks' time, thanks. Bye. 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 Cheers, love!